All right, rolling sound. Can I get a quick sound check again? Yes, you may. Sound check one two one two. You know, I've always had a question about coffee drinkers. Yes. Is coffee good to you? Like, does it taste good? Just is it just a, it, on its own, standalone? Is coffee tasty? Like, mm, coffee, or are you drinking it because like you just you're supposed to drink coffee? No, coffee is horrible. And then I asked Erica Morris if you listening. Basically, Erica said that alcohol to her tastes horrible, but she likes the way it makes her feel. Coffee tastes like dirt. I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my God. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture because the way he's standing right now, he's going to look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth... Okay. But I like the taste of coffee. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the taste of coffee. I don't. That's a little weird. Why would you drink something you don't like the taste of? Let's unpack that. Because I, if I'm getting ready for work in the morning, I love this warm sensation going down my throat. It's cold as you're getting ready, and it's nice and... and um, and I don't know, it's like a sharing and it's like a comfort blanket that has this warm coffee. But I could drink hot tea. I could drink hot chocolate. It, hot apple cider would be the same thing. And let's not forget there's caffeine in coffee, which is addictive. So Gosh, it's yeah. probably another reason why coffee drinkers drink coffee. And I will say Starbucks F you because they put extra caffeine in their drinks. Uh, they put extra caffeine in their coffee to Gosh, get people yeah. to come back. Gotcha. No, I understand that. I've always wondered, though. Of course, I don't think anybody really likes to taste alcohol. But I've always wondered about coffee. Like, I know some old folk that mm-hmm. went, I want my coffee black. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. We be doing stuff because we don't know why we doing it. But no, 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 no. We no, know no. why we, know we, why do, we do it. If you drink alcohol, you say it. I like alcohol because I feel like I'm less inhibited. I feel like I'm free. I feel like I'm more myself. We like coffee because there's caffeine in it, and it's addictive, and so you feel like you got to have it. So right. let's not play games, America. Why do we like meth? Well, you're going to have to ask yourself that. Okay. Yeah, because you kind of- Welcome to my Welcome fave. to my fave. I can't go into no drugs <laughs> with you on that one. <laughs> uh-uh. You got no potholes in my face. My teeth falling out. <laughs> I looked the other day, Marcella's teeth fell out on the ground. I said, you want to pick you that up? You a lie. I ain't never did no meth. That's ridiculous. That's why we try to do this podcast because we want y'all to listen to movies. I mean, watch movies, and we want you guys to watch television show to take your mind off of stuff that's going on in life. Yeah. Okay. You can escape a little bit. Anyway, (laughs) I want to ask you, Kenneth. Let me know a little bit. How was your week? Oh, my week was wonderful. Um, I was able to get a lot of things done. I was very productive this week, and I'm excited about that because as we end this year, everybody. I would like to say that I did meet some of my New Year's resolutions. I'm very happy about that. What's one of them? What's one you met? One of them was to do my own one-man show. Oh, you did. It was good. Thank you. I did it. I did it. And I was so excited about it. Can I tell you that was one moment in knowing you that I had nothing negative to say? I know. Because you were sober. I was very proud. 
<laughs> That's why you had nothing negative to say. And that lets me know you don't know me because I was not sober at your one-man show. Listen, just on playing. a scale of one to I'm ten. I'm just playing. Yes, I was. You know what? My niece, I was talking to my niece, and she said, Sellers, and she was talking about the episode. She said something about, um, was you really drinking that much? I said, no, we was just playing. <laughs> no. I was not. I was not as intense. Kim was putting it on. She said, okay, I was worried. Every other sentence you talk about, I was drunk. I was like, people gonna really think. I'm thinking people know we playing. People gonna really think I'm a straight Listen, up alcoholic. The power of media. I love it. <laughs> you can have all the guests thinking I'm just sitting here like <laughs> y'all inbox me. I'm gonna get. I have pictures. <laughs> you ain't got no pictures of me. Inbox me if y'all want to find out. This is where it gets mine. Okay. Anyway, my week was uh, phenomenal. Why you don't ever let wait for me to tell you, ask you how your you week? Because you don't. Is. And if I don't do it, you will no, go on a tangent for fifty no, minutes. No, no. I was going to ask you. you about your week, but you don't ever trust. Listen, let me say something about this listen. podcast. It's really about trust. It's about trust, but I don't trust you. And because that's the problem. We're never going to go anywhere because there's no trust. We've been going for seven minutes, and I have to insert always, how my week was. No, you didn't have to do that. Uh, yes, I did. You were you, not going to do it. You didn't give me give me a chance. Okay, go. Marcellus, what I want to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get on my nerves. I See, you won't trust me to get there. You never asked. What was you? Tell me what you're going to tell me about. Marcellus, I really wanted to talk about how you and I, we have some great things planned for this podcast and some different directions that we want to take it in. We're going to go to some different mediums. But how was your week? Wow. Thank you. Did you let me get there. Okay, good. I Listen, I'll trust you more. My week was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I do this special uh, service where I take care of uh, people in need, and my main uh, client is Kenneth. What? Okay, because I really looked at him, and I was like, <laughs> he do this special service where he take care of people in need, and I was like, I'm pretty much with Marcella's all the time. And I'm like, I don't ever remember him saying, I got to go, because I got to go take care of Miss Edna. That's because you didn't deliver her you. her soup. When yeah, they, yo. So it's when me. they assigned me to you, they said, "Listen, who assigns you, you do, don't to me. tell them that you work." Because help. I got a call from your pastor. He told me to look out for you. <laughs> I know they said you pastor. was gonna come up with people like pastors and all these different people in your mind and don't no. exist. Listen, and I'm just here to help. When I went to your church, your pastor pulled me to the side. He's like, "I'm so glad Marcellus has you in his life because <laughs> me and my first lady have been looking at his life and." They praying We're for praying me. for him, and I said, well, "Don't I worry, Pastor. Prayer. I got it." I need the prayer. Anyway, what? I was I was saying that my week's been great. You know, it's just been a regular week, but it's been great working. Love my job. It's yeah, amazing. Marcel's got a new job. Yes, I am living my life right now, and it's great. But enough about me, and more about this podcast, Kenneth. Won't you do us a, a solid and let the world know what our theme is this week? Well, welcome to my fave. Um, we have established that this is my favorite. We have not yes, said we did. that at all. We did. Uh, Producer Brandon, did we ever say this is my fave? No. No, we did not. Watch when we rewinded. We did. We did not. I said, welcome who to my fave, and then you responded. Who are you? Did you tell the people who you are? What if we have a new listener? Oh, my goodness. You know, world, I don't know if I can continue to do this podcast. I feel like I am the only one in the room that knows what this podcast is and how it goes. I say the same thing every week. I'm the agent, only person. My agent but anyway, pushes me to come back. Anyway. <laughs> what is your... I am Marcellus. I'm the TV guy. Yes. And I'm Ken. I'm the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, but anyway... 
Kenneth, uh, okay, now can you tell us what the theme is? Yeah, so, okay, today's episode is, drum roll, please. This would be a good point oh for if you God. were to put in a drum roll Kenneth. right here. I, if you would just you listen to some of the stuff I episode, say. I want the world to hear this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a crash course in hmm. editing my fave, and we're going to have you do it, and you can add in all the sounds you want. Could you just do an episode where every time I say this would be a good time for you to put this in, that you would actually do that? Sure. So, Marcellus, this would be a good time when I say, drum roll, please. Mm -hmm. You, you want to sound in a like an ape or something. Uh, I'm sorry, what? You want to sound like an ape or birds going, because that's what you're going to get. So, you being, what's the word, obstinate? No. Because I'm trying to get a new word being, every day. Being pity. Okay, y'all. Our episode today is Fave Documentary. <laughs> Look at us. We didn't got real intelligent on y'all. Okay, documentary. It's so many genres, you guys. Um, we got enough to take us through the whole next year. We really do. And documentary is on the docket today. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. I love, I love, love, love. I'm really excited about this episode, Kenneth, because mm -hmm. I absolutely love documentary. And I got a few little surprises about me when it comes to documentary that I'm going to throw in, kind of pat myself on the back throughout the episode, just so you know. Um don't make it long though oh i won't don't worry whatever you do I, i'm pretty sure if they took a poll of who's the most long-winded it would really be you we can go through episode episode especially if you get on your hotel my god you can have it you should have a podcast called hotel you know what um in my silence just now <laughs> i was thinking about the words that were coming at me and I was asking God to help me differentiate between the negative words that were coming at me and uh -huh. the positive words that were coming at me. Got you. I understand. And he said, but my son, what you really need to pay attention to is the vessel. Okay. That sits before you and that there are some deficiencies there. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to continue to pray for you as we transition into this new year. I choose to believe that I'm a great vessel. I'm like a Porsche. Oh, no, you are, but your interior is tattered. Oh, no, my interior is brand no, new. No, it's real worn and leather. You and know you how like, the people that sit in the driver's seat and it start to rip up in the but middle? But, you like old cars. You be buying old cars and stuff on Block Auto and stuff. You look like, I mean, you seem like. <laughs> Y'all see how he coming after me? Oops. It's a target on my back. You seem like you would, you would be more of like, a, you know, like an older vessel. Um. Jasmine, if you're an listening ancient, to this because you're walking vessel. your dog, I a just want vessel. you to take a moment <laughs> to stop where you are and think about your brother and uh, the pain that I have to go through to bring you a beautiful produced podcast every time you listen. Yes, it's so much work. Uh, I think documentaries are amazing. Could you tell everybody what a documentary is? If someone listening does not know, a documentary is essentially, it could be a movie, it could be a show, it could be a special. And it's less of a, a story arced type film. It's more of <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that word? a story arced. I'm going to use that. It's more What's of you know A-R-K-T with apostrophe D. Oh, arced. It's more of <laughs> That's right. showing and describing something, kind of giving you information about something. So if mm -hmm. it was the life of Kenneth, the documentary would show what he does throughout the day, get good mm -hmm. shots of him, you know, getting his coffee that he doesn't really <laughs> like, things like that. It would be Kenneth and describing him less of building this, you mm -hmm. know, 
story that you usually would right. for a regular film. But there is still a story in documentary, and don't let that's one thing I want to say before we get into this. Uh-oh. Everybody, people watch a documentary and just be like, they watch a what the hell, and oh my god, I'm a vegan now. You have to understand that every documentary has a message that they're trying to portray, and they have an angle. And of course, they want you. You're not gonna watch a documentary where they say uh, buying certain shoes are bad, then they tell you why buying those same shoes are good. So keep that in mind. Don't let all these things influence you. Learn how to always think for yourself, but, you know, understand these mm-hmm. things. But before we go into all of that, we got to do our Lights, Camera, Action. All right, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marcellus I is in charge this week. I something very, very special. Okay. We're going to get our favorite friend, producer Brandon, in for this. You'll hear him in the background. What's up, y'all? What's going to happen today is, if you did not know, producer, my Uh-oh. God. Uh-oh. Producer Brandon... And Movie Guy Ken. Yes. That's going to be your new name, Movie Guy Ken. That, I like it. Producer Brandon and Movie Guy Ken, they are brothers. They're happy, they're singing, and they're colored. Don't you do that. Uh-uh. And they love to give each other no. a high five. No, 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 no. Y'all not going to give each other a high five? Nope. And uh-huh. I'm also not colored. Well, now we... Y'all are colored. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you know what year this is? Anyway. <laughs> the fun thing about it is, because they're brothers... They've been brothers for like ever. So they know each other. <laughs> or do they? That's what we're going to find out today. Just fun little things about them. And not those simple things like, what's your favorite color? We're going to just see if they know what the other person would say. If you've spent time with, a lot of, with somebody for a long time, then you kind of know, you know, what that person would say. So what I'm going to do is I have a list of questions that I'm going to ask. I'm asking these questions to the both of them. Kenneth is going to write his answer down, but he's going to write his answer down as if he's Brandon. Brandon's going to write his answer down as if he's Kenneth. When we get to the answers, then we get to see what the other person said versus what the brother wrote down. Fun, ain't it? Here we go. Are y'all ready? Yes, we are ready. So I'm going to start with, well, it doesn't matter who I start with. Here we go. Producer Brandon. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask you the question. We're going to see what Ken said. Okay. Okay. We'll do your answers after. Okay. What shoe are you? A Van, a Tom, or a Stacey Adams? So I'm giving what I think I am? What you are as Brandon. Oh, I just read now. I wish I'd change my answer. I'm a, I'm a Van. I'm a Van for sure. You're a Van? I put he's a Van. He put he's a Van. Woo! He did. He yeah! Did. Don't be questioning my integrity. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to make me say Stacey Adams. I wanted to. Kenneth, <laughs> you're a Van, a Tom, or a Stacey Adams? I'm a Tom. Oh, see? That's why I changed my answer at the last minute, but it was too late. I said Van. Oh, Brandon. I had to think you about could Tom. be a Van. You're a Van kind of person? You're a, you're a Tom Van. I'll give you that. Yeah, but I own two pair of, Tom, of Toms, only one pair of Vans. <laughs> Okay, realistically, in my mind, though, you're saying Vans, and I'm thinking Converse, because I know, like, they're flat-top styles in particular. Gotcha. Similar. Mm. That's why that question is fun, because you only got three to choose from. You yeah. can't just pick what you would really think. Yeah. Okay, Brandon, yes. when riding together, who controls uh, the music, the radio? Uh, if, and he's driving? You. Uh, out of, it, this is you Kenneth, answering. Kenneth, Kenneth controls the radio more often than not. Uh, Ken controls the radio. Kenneth, what did you put? Ken. And that's our answer. We both got it right. Ding, 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 Wait, ding. Was I supposed to show my answer to? Well, you, you said it. Though. You said yeah. it. 
It doesn't matter. Kenneth. Whether he's driving or whether I'm driving. It's Kenneth. And for the record, people, I defer to Kenneth. I just let him choose. Okay, got you, got you. All right. Oh, Brandon, so control you're answering as Brandon. If you had guests coming over to the house and it's a little messy, you only can clean one room. What room would you clean? Oh, the bathroom. The bathroom? Mm-hmm. What did you say? The bathroom. The bathroom. Ding, 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 That's ding, ding, right. ding, ding, ding. That's right. for sure was going to clean the bathroom. Bathroom? Absolutely. The bathroom. You don't want nobody coming to your house and their house that bathroom stink. Bird, wonderful. That's when nasty. I wrote this question, I already knew both y'all answers was bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't play that. Okay, now here we go. This could get fun. Brandon, <clears throat> yes. you can get any vehicle right now. Money is not an issue. What you gonna get? It's a motorcycle. It would be a motorcycle. Motorcycle. Okay, yeah. keep that. I'm gonna switch up how I answer. Now I'm asking you, as Kenneth, mm-hmm. you can get any vehicle right now. What you gonna get? Uh, if I could get any vehicle right now, what would I get? It would be like an old Jeep. Old Jeep? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, what did you say for Kenneth? I said old car. Old car. Large. <laughs> Large, for sure. And what did you say? Motorcycle. Motorcycle. Wow. These brothers, they know each other. That's what happens when you blood. All right. <laughs> Brandon, yeah. if you were an animal, what would you be? I'd be a wolf. Wow. Mm-hmm. Kenneth, if you were an animal, what would you be? Uh, if I was an animal, I would probably be a... Um, I think I'd probably be a, a tiger. You'd be a tiger. Yeah, what did you pick? So. What did you pick for him? I said he was going to be a bird, a hawk. A hawk, okay. Mm. I can see you being a hawk. Yeah, I started to say eagle. Eagle? <laughs> but you know what? I just chose... Uh, yeah, what you write for him? A black bear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because Brandon is very look. Bears are very solid to animals that like they're not community animals. <laughs> and so, and then they hibernate for the winter. Brandon would be up in his little bear cave reading a book about <laughs> vampires. He'd be a black bear. Perfect. Perfect. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. okay with that. Finish the sentence. My biggest pet peeve about my brother is. Brandon, what's your biggest pet peeve about Kenneth? Wait, about Kenneth? Yeah. Or about Kenneth. About what Kenneth. I think he said. Well, you wrote down what you think he said about you, but what you're saying now, I'm asking you, is what's your biggest, what do you think? I want him to answer so I can just say if it's right or wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm saying that because I'm too busy coming up with what I think he's going to say about me that I hadn't come up with an answer. I'm trying to break up relationships. <laughs> right. Um, I'd say my biggest pet peeve about Kenneth is... Mm-hmm. Probably that he doesn't empty the coffee grinds. Okay. Okay. It's a pet peeve. It's not like it's I, a I pet peeve. It's the first thing I think of. Brandon. Yeah. I mean, I like, Kenneth, I, what's yours? Uh, my biggest pet peeve about Brandon mm-hmm. is that he don't close none of the cabinets or the doors. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What did you write for Kenneth? That he's messy-ish. Okay. So. That works with messy, not closing cabinets and yes. things. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's two different things, okay. but yeah. And then what did you write? He's going to say that I always move stuff. Oh, oh you do. True, you do. That's very true. He always moves stuff. Oh, okay. I was well, what happens is I'm the one that's always cleaning up. So then, so then because he left stuff. something there, he's like, what did you do with this paper? What did you do with this bowl? What did you do with this? And you've moved it. And I'm like, if it's yours, it's probably in your room. But you didn't move the coffee ground. I would just like to say that I knew exactly where the thing was supposed to be that he moved. 
So it's not like I, just I didn't know where it was and I just haphazardly left it. It was like, hey, why did you throw that away? Got you. Got you. Good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay, let's move on. Number seven. I am always late, early, right on time. What are you? I think I'm usually early. I'm early more often than, than on time. What are you? Me, I'm usually on time. Usually on time. Mm-hmm. What did you write for him? On time. On time. What did you write for him? I put on time. On time, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm not like early, but I'll be on time. Got you, got you, got you. Uh, ice cream flavor go-to, Brandon. Green. Ice cream flavor go-to, Kenneth. Mine? Yours. Oh, mine is butter pecan. Butter pecan. What did you write for him, oh, Brandon? No, Butter pecan. Butter pecan. Ding, ding, ding. He got it right. What did you write for Brandon? Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Ding, ding, ding. You guys are brothers. Here we go. <laughs> I've been on butter pecan for a while, yes. too. Next one. Brandon, if you could be a superhero, who would you be? Why am I never ready with my own answer? Mm-mm. Ask Kenneth. Kenneth, if you could be a superhero, who would you be? I'd be uh, Superman. Superman. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. But it's a toss-up between Superman and Aquaman. Oh, Got damn you. again. Wait, when have you ever wanted to be Aquaman? I like all the water. I We just had a conversation about this. No, How I love... The last conversation we had was that Storm was more powerful than Jean Grey. I don't want to be Storm. That's a woman. You sure? What does that have to do with anything? I I, I like the water. Uh, we, we just had a conversation about Aquaman. You asked me about Aquaman. I was like, I really like that whole world. So, uh, Kenneth, what did you write for Brandon? <laughs> I put Nightwing. What were you gonna say, Brandon? You don't know. Off the top of my head, first person Jean Grey came to my mind. Got you. Yeah. I would have thought for you. For you, I would have thought Batman, mm-hmm. and for you, I think I would have thought. I don't know. Yeah. 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 For you, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, number next. <laughs> what is your most prized possession? Now this one's interesting because it's like oh, you don't know. What is your most prized possession? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I've never really thought about what it. I don't really feel like I have a prized possession. I'm gonna okay. be really honest with y'all. I don't. There's like nothing. One time I left my phone at home and I was like, oh well. Okay. If people turn around and come back, I was just like, I'll see it when I get back. I hope nobody's prized possession is their phone. That's yeah. Sad. That's how people act though. But I never. I don't come back home for my phone. Um. Hope you don't get abducted or nothing. No, ain't nobody want me. Uh, I'm going to say that um, my prized possession is my car. I love having a car. I love driving. Got you, got you. I love being able to get to point A to point B. Brandon, do you know what yours is yet? Um, Honestly, my first thought was my laptop. Okay. I don't have one right now. And then as soon as Kenneth said cell phone, I was like, yeah, probably my cell phone. And not because it's like, it's... I do business with my phone. Like, gotcha. I'm doing work. I'm doing play. Mm-hmm. I'm Listen. Writing. I do a lot of stuff on my cell phone. Can I tell yeah. you one time I said, hey, Brandon, I can't figure this thing out on the computer. I know all Brandon had was his phone, and he ended up on the desktop. Yeah. And he was nowhere near the house. And I said, oh. Yeah, he worked <laughs> for the CIA. I've been I'm telling nervous. I've been saying it for the longest. He says that he does IT stuff, but he worked for the CIA. We was at a hotel in Vegas, and he turned on the internet or something, the Wi-Fi in the room. I don't know how he did that. He broke into the system of the hotel and turned on the Wi-Fi. Ask me. We're going to hear a helicopter outside. Listen, I said, um, we have Wi-Fi now. What did you write for Kenneth? 
I said baby. It's the first thing I could think of. Oh my god! Oh, my yes. prized possession is my dog. Yes. That's because I don't think of her as a possession. I think of her as family. Oh, that's so sweet. I personally don't like her. <laughs> Kenneth, what did you write for Brandon? His phone or laptop. Um, and bonus question. You guys bonus did really question. good. You guys did really we good did. on this. He so did fun. really good. Brandon, yes. who do you think you resemble most in the family? My dad, for sure. Hands down. Who do you think you resemble most in the family? And my mom. Aww. Who did you write for him? I said Albert J. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> How in the world <laughs> did you get Albert J. Clark? <laughs> Albert J. Clark. He's our grandmother's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which would make him our great uncle, <laughs> you know. And you knew, and he knew when he said that that was some foolishness. because <laughs> no, he laughed. Oh, I he put wrote, them on. Oh, he wrote my. Oh, I'm about, about to say. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> For all you young listeners, my eyebrows look like Groucho Marx. You probably they don't do. even know who that is. So Brandon wrote mom for <laughs> Kenneth. And Kenneth, you wrote dad. Yes. Perfect. So we've come to the conclusion that these brothers know each other. My Woo! God. Oh, goodness. Today. Yeah, you, did great. you did great. What we need, though, Brandon, the Kenneth. Yes. Who are you again? Kenneth. I'm Kenneth. What we need right now? Marcellus. Take a guess. Good. What we need? A break. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. My fave. Hey, what's up, y'all? Y'all already know who it is. It's Cedric the Instigator. Listen, I've been out here breaking up with people left and right, helping everybody out. And guess what? I was feeling a little generous because it's the holiday season. So, if you ever been broken up with and it has something to do with me, I'm going to be nice and give you a free breakup. That's right. You heard it. Free 99. Anytime you ready to break up with somebody, I got your back because you've been through it before, clearly. So I got a good friend here. Never mind, she not a good friend because this is just business. But I got a young lady here by the name of Formica. How you doing, Formica? Hey, it's Formica. What's good? Listen, I had her back. Tell, why don't you tell everybody what I did for you? Uh, First of all, he helped me to break up with my ex, Tracy. Uh, or should I say Tracy was trying to help himself to break up with me? Anyway, um, I got a boo now. His name is Jockeys. And it's time for me to break up with him. Why are you breaking up with him now? Because my EBT card is coming up short. That's the reason. Yeah, I think I knew. <laughs> so listen, that's all we're going to let you know. We're going to let you hear the call just so you know. And remember, you can always give me a call, okay, at 1-800-GET-GHOST. Oh, Lord, here we go, y'all. I got to call this man. I don't even know him. But listen, I got to do this my job. I got to get a check. Hello? Hello? Hi, is this uh, Jackie's? Hey, yeah, what's good? Is this Jackie? Hey, Jackie's, how you doing? My name is Cedric. Right, right. You sound like you're having a good time. Well, actually, I'm Cedric the Instigator, and I just got some news to tell you. You know Formica, right? Oh, yeah, that's my girl. Yeah, Formica, she breaking up with you, bro. Huh? She breaking up with you. She is a stuff just ain't been adding up right, and I think she looked, and she did her math, and them EBT numbers ain't right. Now, it ain't my business to ask you if you've been messing with it, but I'm just letting you know she ain't with you no more. You got any, you got any last words to say to Formica? Good, because y'all not together no more. You have a good day, all right, Jackies? All right, bye. Listen, all I'm doing is what I can. Now give me a call, 1-800-GET-GHOST. All right. 
We are back. I had to come away from the mic and cough. And Marcellus was drinking some um, juice. But we are professionals uh, here. Professional operation. And guys. don't worry I'm about this it. Mucho oh mango. Oh Nobody hurt. Nobody hurt. <coughs> I love you. It was just funny because. <laughs> Producer Brandon said, "Y'all ready?" We both said, "Yeah," but then I'm drinking the uh, and I had to cough. Mango Madness, and you coughing. I literally had to cough when he said that. Woo. All right, we are back, everyone. Okay, just okay. What's next? Well, we're gonna do um my fave documentary. Are we though? Yeah. <laughs> You're first, like always, Kenneth. The world and myself would like to know what's your fave. Documentary. I think right here would be a good time for you to put in some trumpets. Um, because for whatever reason, that's just what came into my head, and I could hear that in the episode. It'd be like, so I have a question, and then I would go ahead and say my documentary. You just know, I always put a sound right there, right? I know, and I'm telling you, I think it would be good to like that so that I can put the sound there. Well, now you don't have to ask me, you already know. I told you during the episode, so when you edit later on, just do trumpets. Okay, so I I have a quick question What sound do you like hate the most? I love every sound. Oh, okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I love every sound. Okay, so um, my fave <laughs> documentary is, and can I, let me just tell everybody. I had a list. I wrote out eight documentaries. I love documentaries, okay? But I had to, I had to whittle it down to three documentaries. That's a hard And from work. the three documentaries, I have to pick one. My absolute favorite. What is it? I am not your Negro. Ooh, you better tell somebody. <sighs> now, what's your favorite documentary? Okay, see. <laughs> let me tell you right now. I am not your Negro. For sure, Marcellus. <laughs> and you got jokes. So you're Everybody not colored that's listening, or Negro? Y'all see, y'all see how... <laughs> And this is where we are as a people. This is why we can't triumph. This is why we can't progress. This is why we can't progress. It's all right. Because we don't know the times that... Listen, are we ready? Yes, tell me why you're not my Negro. Oh, God, I don't know why I do this. Every week, I got to talk to my agent. So, um, I Am Not Your Negro is a documentary that came out in 2016. And it was directed uh, by uh, Raul Peck, who is of Haitian descent. Mm-hmm. And can I tell y'all, this documentary basically is uh, the voice, the life, uh, at least a part of the life of my all-time favorite hero, Mr. James Baldwin, who was an author, he was an essayist, he was an intellectual thinker, uh, and literally the words of the civil rights movement. He was a literary uh, journalist, as you would, of our civil rights movement. And I came to know uh, James Baldwin a lot closer as a result of this documentary. I was invited by my good friend Susanna Leonard, who Susanna. said to me, Hey, uh, I'm going to go see this documentary. If you want to come, it's a film opening. And I thought you would love it. It's about James Baldwin. And I was like, yes, I'm there. I met her at LACMA. 
Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Come on, lock them up. And they have a beautiful theater there. And can I tell you, it was a star-studded event. Yeah. We dressed up. We were so fancy. We were so nice. Listen, I saw Rosario Dawson. She was out on the phone, She's right in beautiful. the courtyard. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, Samuel Jackson narrates this documentary, and he was there. Raul, the director, was there. They did a Q&A afterwards with both Samuel L. Jackson and Raul. He walked right by. His wife walked by. She looked at me and smiled. I was like, hey. I just want you all to know that... He was friends with Medgar Evers, uh, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. And he was working on a book. Um, I believe it was um, never published. And it was uh, called uh, This Is My House or Not My House. The title was working. And he really wanted to talk about his friendship with all three of those uh, of those great figures in civil rights. And he talks about race and identity. Y'all, it was so good the way he put it together. And... I- I don't really know if I'm doing it justice. He sounded like he's about to cry. <clears throat> but I just want y'all to please take time out of your busy schedules to take in this information. Um, the documentary is in his own words because Raul was saying that he did not want to interpret. He didn't want to bring anybody who would consider themselves to be a specialist on James Baldwin. He goes, I want James Baldwin to speak in his own words and so Samuel L. Jackson was the narration and it was almost as if he was James Baldwin's thoughts by reading James Baldwin's work and then when you didn't hear Samuel L. Jackson actually reading the writings of James Baldwin it was footage of James Baldwin talking himself so the entire time the entire script it's all James Baldwin nobody is in any way saying, oh, this is what he meant, or this is how he thinks he's talking for himself. When you walk away from this documentary, you should walk away with a sense of what can I do to add to the conversation? What could I do to further um, the discussion? And James Baldwin was a bad brother. The brother was so smart. And what I love and what I found out is that Raul, as a director, actually had gone to a couple of lectures by James Baldwin. So he was very familiar with him, and it wasn't just he was on the outside looking in, but there was some personal connection through his life. You guys, I, I don't know how else to hype up this film. This documentary is something that made me fall in love with him even more. And I went to the library a few days later and checked out a couple of James Baldwin novels. And also, one of his books, uh, If Bill Street Could Talk, has just been turned into a film that I believe is coming out if it's not already in theaters now. So, an amazing, an amazing, an amazing figure. And um, if I could just, in any way, contribute to society like he did. I think he's an unsung hero. And I don't think people get give him credit. And, and I don't think he's... A part of um, our vernacular like he should be but he's an amazing individual and I quote him often um I must ask you because of that I was gonna ask you anyway but it was a perfect segue okay. what is your favorite quote from uh, Senor to Bonham? be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a constant state of rage Wow and basically um, the idea of us living in this country and this country treating us like second-class citizens is it is so traumatic. And what James Baldwin will say is 
yes, I understand that we go through and we are victims of oppression and whether it's racism or discrimination or prejudice, whatever you do, don't allow it to defile you. Don't mm-hmm. allow it to take away from your authenticity. Don't allow it to basically, in today's vernacular, don't let it dim your shine. Don't let it dim your shine. And, and that's how amazing that it is, was. It, it's so deep because when you think about it, a lot of people don't get it. And we as African Americans, in a way, have reasons mm-hmm. to constantly be upset. That's what his. That's yeah. what we his have, quote is. Yeah, we have reasons. Yeah, to be con- to and notice what he says to be relatively conscious. Con- right, because you have a lot of black people who aren't who conscious. Aren't conscious because so, we're just accepting. Right, when you're conscious, it, you would be in a constant state of rage. Constant state of rage because it, what frustrates me the most, mm-hmm. I will say, with today and things I under I learned because I have a different. I don't think of things as straight. You know, I'm mad. This is wrong. Sometimes I try to see what other sides are. I try to. I mm-hmm. just feel like I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, what I cannot stand is when there is a situation that there is a reason to be upset about. There are things that are just wrong. Mm-hmm. that are clearly not right. And you see comments or you see people saying <laughs> things as if like, oh, y'all always bringing race into this. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all always doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not that serious. Oh, especially now with the Spider-Man Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Millions of people. What if what if we made Black Panther white? What if this is it? And it's like, I'm sorry, people, is that actually an issue? Bro, well, I'm just talking about. I'm reading. Oh, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know that was an issue that people were upset with Spider that movie. If you look, I think because they have no real basis, they mm-hmm. can't make it a big issue. Oh, okay, but just stuff I read and stuff mm-hmm. I see, it just to me sucks because they're not even getting the fact that this has already been mm-hmm. this Spider-Verse mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. They just see it as, oh, it's a black guy and they're trying to make it, oh, of course, now they are because this is, mm-hmm. and it's like for me, that's when I get bothered is because we're not even looking at things for what they really should be. We're mm-hmm. looking at it literally just to, to, just to have a reason to be upset, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like these times... We ha- we have a reason as far as African Americans, mm-hmm. but we it's great that we take it upon ourselves to kind of approach it in a in a smarter sense, you know, mm-hmm. inform people, educate people, whatever else. Because I understand being a black person why somebody would be full of rage, but I also understand why somebody would be having a softer approach mm-hmm. and you know do things differently. So yeah, I I. I if I can say one more profound thing about this film, I want you all to kind of just digest this. So we we realized that Megar Evers was assassinated, Malcolm X was assassinated, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, and they were the leadership. We had uh, our uh, Black Panthers leaders were assassinated, some shot in their bed. Uh, a lot of them were you know, pushed out of the country through exile. FBI was used as a terrorist organization in so many senses of the word to terrorize black leadership because we were just trying to fight oppression. That happened. It was literally as if the civil rights movement was decapitated, all right, because all of your leaders, all of your heads were just done away with. And so what happened as a result of that, oh, we got Black History Month and, you know, Later down the road, Reagan was like, okay, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is going to be a day, which are great symbolic gestures. But really what happened was they silenced the movement. Yeah, for sure. And 
James Baldwin was alive to witness that and he kind of speaks to that and he's like you know at this point the movement is dead and so what are we going to do how are we going to respond who's going to you know who's going to move it forward but the one thing I love about him he kept putting it in the back towards you know the white American he was like you know I'm just going to be me I wake up every day to be me you have an issue with me. I have no issue with you. Yeah. Okay. This reality exists because you created the reality. And so when white people try to ask black people, well, you know, what do you think we should do? I love how he, you know, he goes, well, you shouldn't be asking us. You need to be asking white people. Like y'all need to sit down and have a meeting on why y'all feel the way y'all do about us. Because mm-hmm. we never did anything to you. We never did. So the question is not our responsibility to answer. Yeah. It's your responsibility. You need to figure out amongst yourself why you have treated us the way you do. And that, at that point, is just the essence of James Baldwin. Steve. Uh, I would have a honorable mention, and that would have been Ava DuVernay's 13th. That, oh, I love that. And again, it, and I know documentary deals with like real hard subjects, mm-hmm. and but it is. It's one of those fave documentaries of mine because it's talking about me and in that we're looking at the school to prison pipeline and the reinstitution of of okay we don't have men and women on plantations as slaves so what else can we do in order to exert control over them and then we have to look at prisons so that's it Um, when you have an opportunity you guys my favorite documentary is I am not your negro with an honorable mention being Ava DuVernay's 13th. I am not your Negro. I am. Okay. No. All right. Well, you Kenneth. What? I'm so- <laughs> moving on to the next part. I'm we just so got to take us a break you. and we will see what happens next. Bye. Marcus Noah Garvey's Employment Training Center for Felons. I am the lead teacher, Mbaku Katim Dadagio. And I just want to tell you about our 12-week training located in the beautiful Lancaster, California. We take the felons and we help them to change and invigorate their intellect, which will allow them to ovulate to the utmost of their cerebral being. And they'll come out able to flagellate the flatulence of the system that opposes them. I don't know, but I want you to hear from one of our candidates, Mr. Jabari T'Challa. Hey, how's it going? Due to the anti-disestablishmentarianism of the culture's Mm -hmm. metamorphosis, Mm -hmm. I have now been able to find Mm -hmm. the new direction Mm -hmm. of my license plate and my hubcaps inside of the new ground beef that I saw yesterday, yes. I have now been able to find the Kool-Aid inside yes. of the lasagna yes. and make sure I put the water back in the bowl. Listen, 12-week training program located in Lancaster, California. It is us being able to deal with the digestive juices of our mind, coming together with the blending of the lemon meringue of our past and then allowing us to see the expo marker of the frame of our minds. We are helping these brothers come through, be liberated through the anal beams of the justification of the semen of the coming around of the again. That's right, Marcus Noah Garvey's Employment Training Center for Ex-Felons. 
we gonna help the brothers give birth to a new obligatory Fallon nipple ring. All right, we are back. And this time we have our TV guy, Marcellus. Marcellus, we are talking about documentaries today. There's some amazing documentary television. And I'm very curious to see because Marcellus made me watch a couple of documentaries. And there's one in particular. I'm really curious to see if he chose that one to see. Is this his favorite uh, documentary, documentary television series? Marcellus, what is your fave documentary television series? Thanks, Jim. Uh, you know, when I think of documentary, <laughs> I think of love. I think of life. Oh, okay. I think of the miracle of life. Mm. <laughs> now I'm just playing. Uh, I, like, I need to say this. I know I said it already. I really, 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 really love documentaries. And I think I love them so much mm -hmm. because it's a time to get educated on something. Yes. And get visually stimulated yeah. all at the same time. And it can happen. So <clears throat> that's why I love it. But there's so much that I want to say, so I'm going to try to put this into a, a short little part my now 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 listen okay there are plenty of documentary shows yes but since the show is called my fave i gotta stick with me and what's my favorite yes. and i'm pretty sure you know what it is <laughs> my fave documentary television show is i knew he was gonna pick this forensic fire oh god <laughs> Now, to be incredibly correct, Forensic Files is a documentary-style television show. And what it is, is it essentially uh, describes different murders and homicides and things that have gone on mm -hmm. uh, for a while. But the reason I love this show so much is because I've often caught myself getting stuck in the ID channel, which mm -hmm. is all these types of shows. Mm -hmm. But the reason I, I really get into it is because you just get to see um, just how things can turn out. How messed up people how are. How messed up people can actually be. People are crazy. There, just to name a few, there was one about two best friends. Mm -hmm. They've been best friends for life. Mm -hmm. Like me and Edward. Mm -hmm. Known each other since they was kids. Uh oh, Eddie. One friend had a baby. Uh -oh. The other friend couldn't take it. She cut her baby out. I'm sorry, what? She cut her baby out she of her She cut her baby out of her life? No, she cut the baby out of her best friend's stomach. Okay. And then proceeded to act like it was her baby. She revealed to everybody that she had been pregnant, but her baby died and then had a funeral for the baby. But everybody was asking, well, where is so-and-so? She would be at the funeral, wouldn't she? They didn't know so-and-so is dead. And you think I'm lying. I swear it's true. You got one where... People My just walking in shock and they pick up people and it's just all kind of crazy. And I know it's depressed and I know it's low, but I get into it because I like the description. And But my biggest thing about Forensic Files, I must say, is not the death, the blood and the gore. It's the fact that these forensics don't lie. Right. So you got situations where people are trying their best to lie about things. People mm -hmm. are trying their best to get a get away with stuff right and all right, this stuff you got right. people lying do you know how many episodes i've seen where a husband or a wife has gotten on the phone and is like oh my god somebody came in and shot my husband mm -hmm. oh, somebody shot my wife somebody shot my wife there was even one where a guy was like i just shot my wife and this man because they was having sex you know blah blah mm -hmm, blah mm -hmm. 
Come to find out, everything is a setup. They already knew they was going to shoot him. They already set up how they was going to shoot him. One guy invited his wife's lover to the house, said he was going to watch, shot them both. Wow. So it's like wow. these things. I'm just like, wow. But the forensics always find the out. The science are going to get them. Science, science always, always, get, always them. get them. And I love when they're following people and people think they slick. Mm-hmm. So they trying to cross their T's, dot their I's, mm-hmm. put straws in their pockets so they don't leave them. They trying to do all that, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever else. One guy was doing all this and slipped. The officer said, hey, you want a soda? He gave him a 7-Up. He sat there and drank the 7-Up, mm-hmm. put it there. As he was leaving, he had it in his hand. He was like, oh, don't put it there. We can't put it in the recycling. We've got to put in a different one. He wasn't thinking and just threw it in the other one. Mm-hmm. He left. They picked that soda can up, swiped it, found out it was him. He in jail for life. Yep. So That's what happened to Drew Mama. Um, friend. Not Drew Mama. Oh Let God. me say Because I had to you say friend. You can't start like also that. not Drew Mama's friend. <laughs> oh, that's right. They wasn't friends. Okay, so there was this black man who was killing all these black women uh-huh. back in the 70s and the 80s. And then, like, it stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that... He was a mechanic, but a neighborhood mechanic. You mm-hmm. know, go to uh, Mr. Charles. He'll fix your carburetor. Go to Mr. Charles. He'll yeah. do your brake. You know, in the black neighborhood, you got a neighborhood mechanic. He ain't got no shop, but he always do good work, and it's cheap. Turns out, he was the killer. That don't make no What sense. happened was, <clears throat> the same thing you said. They suspected it was him, but they wasn't sure. And he went and got some pizza. Mm-hmm. They uh, kept the crust. Cause he didn't eat his crust mm-hmm. and the fingerprints from his drink, and and that's how they got him. Cause that, it was his saliva, yeah. and how did it happen? Because his son had committed a crime, and they got that. DNA. And then they was like, this DNA is almost a match to the guy, but it wasn't. And so they figured, oh my God, it must be a relative, and that's when they started looking at his father. He fit the time frame and the possible description, mm-hmm. and so they were like, the only way we're gonna know is we got to get his we got to get his dna and he wouldn't and do, it do it on his own so they was like okay we got All you right. you want some pizza yeah and crazy. see that's the thing and it's always these little things they get stuff from hair they get mm-hmm. stuff one guy got caught just by how he writes mm-hmm. the, all these different things and they come up but that's I, why now i'm not sending my stuff i to want DNA to say I, I don't need to know i love that I'm show this Africa. show has basically <clears throat> catch me in some stuff it originally was on tlc is narrated by peter thomas i love his voice i'm a sucker for narration mm-hmm. i love certain narrators in in fact my must watch and i'm gonna say later i love it because of the narrator mm, okay <laughs> this show has 404 episodes that's crazy and it is just all about them finding out these things and they have some specials that are longer or whatever and it actually helped pioneer the documentary style t- crime TV tele- uh, television shows. It. And I also love that it's usually a mystery and they have you kind of solving it along the way. Right. That's what, what keep you watching. Because really you're trying to figure out what happened and you know. Now, I feel like I didn't got to a point where I know, mm-hmm, it was him. Don't let him lie to you. It was Listen, him. Listen, you sit there so many times, you be like, uh-uh, she lying. <laughs> she a lie. She a lie. She a lie. They even had one where this lady was... Uh, going around and she was uh, doing uh, open houses. You know mm-hmm. how much people love open houses? I love open houses. She's doing open houses. She invited a guy. Mm-hmm. He came in there, killed her in the open house and left. And two people thought he looked suspicious, saw him go in there and then really didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that because you know you never know what happens right. but it's just the fact that they sat there and watched him and thought he looked suspicious and turned out he kills the person in the house. Wow. It's crazy. But what I really want to say is about documentary overall, and includes movies, even though I'm the TV guy, I 
in undergrad really had to sit and do a lot of documentary studying Mm -hmm. and what i really want to point out is what people may not know is there are six different types of documentary okay all right there is poetic Mm -hmm. usually poetic poetic justice usually poetic documentaries will not have exact dialogue they won't follow one time frame mm-hmm. it'll be like stuff jumping up and down you never know what's really going on if you ever watch a documentary where you feel confused mm-hmm. and it's not somebody explaining something to you mm-hmm. usually it's a poetic documentary they also have reflexive documentaries reflexive documentaries are more about a documentary about filming if that makes sense okay so if you ever seen a documentary anytime you see the camera mm-hmm in the movie, it's mm-hmm. a reflexive documentary. Okay. Because it's somehow showing you how this happened. Okay. Then you have experimental, which kind of explains itself. There's all different types of experimental documentaries that usually end up being poetic. Okay. Then expository is basically when you are trying to show something. Okay. You're trying to bring light to something. You're trying to really push something. Okay. But you're not necessarily teaching a lesson. You're just trying to show, okay. you know, whatever. And then expository goes along with uh, observational. Uh-huh. Um, and observational are documentaries where if you've ever watched one where you sit and it's almost as if there's no script. Uh-huh. Well, there's never really a script, but some there are. But it's almost as if there's no, uh, it's almost as if you're there. So there's one, one of a good documentary I love is called Hotel 22. Uh-huh. And it's a documentary about the homeless in East Palo Alto. Okay. And uh, I can't remember her name right now, but the filmmaker, she's brilliant. Uh She literally follows homeless people in East Palo Alto from the morning. Uh She follows them onto the bus and it's about a bus that allows homeless people to get on from four in the morning till about seven. Okay. And she just watches them. She doesn't speak to them. They don't speak to her. She just watches them. And their whole and life is that expository? Place. That's observational. Oh, observational and expository. Okay. In a way. So she basically is observing, and now you, as the viewer, are observing it. Okay. So you get to see all these things that happen because what people don't know is a lot. That's of like cops. No, because I'm just observing more... them, and they don't ever talk to the cameraman. No, it's about nobody talks to the cameraman, not even the person making the film. So you'll see stuff where people aren't talking, but there's somebody either narrating or mm-hmm. somebody explaining what's going on. On cops, there are times where you're riding with the cop and he's explaining what he's about to do. Oh, that's true. That takes it for away from observational. That's true. Anytime somebody talks to the camera, it becomes the other one, which um, is participatory. Most documentaries are participatory. Forensic Files is participatory. Mm-hmm. All, all, anytime people are talking and you're seeing something, it's that. But another one is uh, performative, and performative is uh, a little more like poetic, Mm -hmm. but there's still dialogue, there's Mm -hmm. still stuff going on, and it's more about the person and the filmmaker and how how they came to where they are in a way. Okay. okay. And then one that goes with um, expository is when they're trying to teach a lesson as well. Okay. And that is a little more didactic. Uh, 13 mm-hmm, is 13. more like that. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you got a bunch of experts mm-hmm, mm-hmm, telling you about it, mm-hmm. it becomes that. And a good one, it, this goes with my honorable mention, it's called uh, Apology to Elephants. Mm-hmm. And it's basically explaining, like, we love elephants so much in the circus, but knowing what really goes on and what went on with elephants mm-hmm. is horrible. 
Okay. And they had to change it because of that. You know, oh, that's a good one. What's so, it called? Apology to Elephants. It's oh, that's good. Everybody so good. watch that. Apologies to Elephants. And one more of my honorable mention is mm-hmm. called Mother's Day from the same filmmaker that did the one about the bus, Hotel mm-hmm. 22. That one almost made me. Now, you know, I don't cry on stuff. Right. I, a little bead hit the corner of my eye and then I yeah, sneezed. I understand. I didn't cry on um, Who's my Who's Your Neighbor. Let me just tell you. Everybody was crying on that one, but I didn't. Mother's Day is a documentary oh, short. With me. It's observational. Even though there's a little dialogue, it's still considered observational. Mm-hmm. And she basically follows a group of kids who go to visit their mom in jail, in prison. Oh. And it is heavy when you watch that because you don't really, what's great is you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're watching it, you're learning as you go. And once you realize what's going on, you're like, oh. They're going to visit. That sounds familiar. Like I saw that. I think I showed something. you. Yeah. And it's just like. And then you get yeah. to see little kids and they're talking and it just, it, it crushed my heart because you can hear in his voice, he had to grow up. Yeah, like that, and he could be all of eight or nine, and yeah. he he sound like he twenty one. Oh God, because that's just where he had to be. But anyway, this I love fascinating. love love, and I love to give a little pat on my back. Um, I, oh, I was okay. so into documentary and mm. excelled so well in some of my documentary studies that I will and a few other students were chosen to attend the thirty second annual. International Documentary Association Documentary Awards. Okay, Woo. that's a mouthful. Okay, but we got to go to we got to go to Paramount Studios. It mm-hmm. was hosted by Netflix, uh, a few other people. I think History Channel was there too. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to go to Paramount. Got to get all that free food. You know, I love me some food. Yes, <laughs> and they passing around drinks. Oh <laughs> yeah, you was right at home. I got to meet Holly Berry. I got nice. to meet um, not Eva DuVernay, but I think she was there at some point. But uh. The lady who made uh, apology, no, dear white people. Oh, I don't know who that is. I can't remember her name, but yeah. Anyway, it's all right. I got to meet all those people, be in there, and the award part though was amazing. Let me tell you what they did. And this last thing I'm gonna say, they had the documentary. I, I uh, starts with C. I'll figure that out. It was about people in the Middle East saving children because you know they're getting bombed and stuff mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. their whole goal is to go and save people save yeah, people when yeah. stuff happens save save and they had a girl Kenneth what who happened? they saved now she like nine she came to the damn awards and spoke oh, everybody in there almost fell out no, the she got baby. up there and spoke and gave a speech and I was like everybody's whoop, crying whoop, huh whoop. and she was so profound and she's wow. like I just want to thank Okay, you what you're not gonna I'm do sorry. is the accent. <laughs> you're not gonna do the accent. She's it was amazing. We're gonna lose a lot of fault listeners. But yes, <laughs> so I said all this to say I love, love, love documentary. Oh, I so love great. documentary movies. They're great. And I love documentary shows, but they're in a great. way my guilty pleasure is forensic files. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Well I tell you what, if y'all ever get ready to go on a date with somebody, just let Marcellus meet. Let him. me know and He'll tell me anything. Tell you real quick where it's gonna go. Uh, through observation expositories <laughs> so i just want everybody to know um we're gonna uh, go on a break and we're gonna come right back is that we're supposed to do another break that's a shame are we doing it i'm asking you this is what i'm talking about we're doing a podcast and i'm asking you a question and instead of answering me let me repeat me, what you just said no no no, no. we're doing a podcast no, no, no. you ask me a question and instead of answering what episode me are we on? and instead of answering me this is what he do shames me huh 
He shamed, you shamed me. me earlier, so I'm shaming you no, back. No, 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 no. I didn't shame you earlier. Yes, you did. That was just your truth. And then you sipped your coffee you that you don't like. In, you were just living in your truth earlier. Oh, and you living in your truth now because you don't know the podcast. And we going on break, everybody. I, I swear. Hi, Barbara's Bell Bonds. I'm Barbara. What do I do? Bell Bonds. I'm located at 1242 Schlossen Boulevard in the city of Los Angeles. We understand that bad things happen to good people. Don't just take my word for it. Here's a testimonial. Listen, I'm not even worried. I'm not even worried because I know everything is going to work out. I was in jail. I was I was scared, but I said, you know what? They call me auntie's boy because I call my auntie every time, and she come and get me, so I ain't even worried. We got to meet Barbara. We was worried because Barbara's voice was so deep, but we said, listen, she going to take care of us. Thank you, Barbara. That's right. Barbara's Bell Bonds. I'm Barbara. What do I do, Bell Bonds? 1242 Slauson Boulevard, located in the city of Los Angeles. We understand that bad things happen to good people. We are reputable with the court. And listen, don't forget, a name like Barbara, I know what the hell I'm doing. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> you make me so sick. I do what I can. Um, um, Let's go on and talk about our must watch. Can we? We can. Let's go. All right, everybody. This is the section where we talk about what you must watch it's clearly in the title of the segment um if you don't know by now follow me camera okay um oh must watch you're gonna go and watch i am not your negro you're mm-hmm. going to watch our honorable mention which was 13th you all are going to start watching marcellus is my fave pick which was what i'm not saying that I wanted you to jump in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you not? In, I, just, like, I need you to be you. on the same page. No. Okay. Okay. Forensic files. Oh my god. And I did say like five different things. So yeah. And then what was your uh, honorable mention? Apology to elephants. Okay, you guys. So these are Mother's your... Day. Okay, so y'all Hotel got Hotel Twenty Two. Okay, y'all got like a lot of things to try to take Booty in. Booty call. Okay, that's a documentary. <laughs> yes. That's a documentary about gay call men. <laughs> okay, so. In Inglewood, um, <laughs> what I want to tell y'all in about Whittier. Uh, in Whittier, my <laughs> wonderful, uh, my must watch is Blackfish. Oh, uh, Blackfish came out in 2013. Listen, y'all, everybody was talking about Blackfish. This was really a story of what happens when captive killer whales, you know, take the life of a human, and it really kind of underscores the problems within the sea park industry. And y'all, I'm going to tell you, documentaries, Marcellus is so true. They do have an angle. And if you understand, they are trying to influence you to think about things a certain way. Mm -hmm. This one got me. I ain't been back to SeaWorld since. Mm -hmm. I ain't been to SeaWorld since 2013. The way they treat these animals is horrific. And how they go and catch them. Listen, they was chasing this family. They're called Pods. And what they were telling you was how intelligent they were that... All of the male killer whales went to the right as if to distract the helicopters while all of the mama killer whales had the babies. That's how intelligent they were. They're smart. As human beings, we knew. So they knew not to follow the male killer whales, but to stick with the females. And what they were doing was they wanted the babies so they can grow in captivity to an adult. And, you know, they get more ticket sales out of having a young killer whale versus you getting an older killer whale and it's easy to transport blah 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 well the and mom the older one and the be dad complaining a lot right stuff. they all came back and was crying and st- it was horrible you guys horrible 
That's my um <laughs> That's how you go in that? That's how I'm gonna end it. Cause I need y'all to sit with that. You know, stuff ain't gonna always be pretty, pretty, pretty. It's not. But that know? was really I loved that's just the reality that documentary. And you know what Apology to elephants That I was saying It's, it's the same way the, It's the same thing But with elephant A black version yeah, yeah Essentially Yeah uh, But you had a lot of people Explaining and whatever And you know I remember feeling That same way With mm-hmm. that And I remember knowing But I know a lot, Things have changed now In a sense Because that was put out In the open So people have had to change A lot of what they do And as you see The the sea worlds and the, the parks and stuff ain't popping like they used to be because no. of that. And I don't think the humans get in the water with the killer whales anymore. Uh, not as much. I don't think they're. I know they, they do don't. with the dolphins still. But well, yeah, yeah, but they but don't get with in the with the. Yeah, I don't think they're allowed to get in the water anymore with them. But that's a really good pick. I love, love, love it. Yes, y'all. There was so many I had to choose from, but I'm not gonna go down the list. Um, I think there was a tire popping. Was that a tire? My God. Okay. Well, we might have to duck do our own documentary. <laughs> Um, Marcellus, what's your um, must watch? Uh, I'm gonna tell you, but I want you to know I got more honorable mentions coming with this too. This is like my favorite, my favorite. That's fine. You, well. <laughs> um, here we go. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm looking because my ahead. I know I, I just forgot that there's documentaries and I had so much. Yeah, but oh well. Y'all ain't edited it. Uh, my must watch is <laughs> Making a Murderer. Oh, we got a theme tonight. It's called Death. <laughs> well. Go right ahead with it, please. Did you exp- exp- is there something you want to explain um, uh, to us about that? I don't know if you all have seen it, Making a Murderer, on Netflix. It's very, very, very wonderful. Marcellus it is by that. So depressing. It was so good, though. But I was just like, God, I'm, it's heavy. <laughs> But I like stuff like that because you know in real life everything ain't gonna be like yeah everything ain't gonna be pretty 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 so I love it gonna be pretty pretty um it's by Laura Riccardi and Moira Demos now listen they have been getting so much flack for this show yeah they have because if you don't know essentially it's about a guy who was accused of a murder Mm -hmm. and essentially he went to jail for that murder but when you looked into it more he went to jail before. But they found out that he only went to jail because the cops wanted him to go to jail. Because mm. he didn't do nothing. Sound like America. And now that opens some eyes like, well, did he really do this? Mm-hmm. And the more they look into it, the more mm-hmm. they look, the more they look to me and mm-hmm. to everybody else that's seen the show. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he did. And that's how we feel as, as viewers. But there are people who are gung-ho about the fact that, no, he did this. Mm-hmm. And he needs to stay where he is. Mm-hmm. But it's just so funny to me. That the main people trying to do it are always the same people who were pretty much the same people who did it before. And it looks a lot like a cover up, a cover mm-hmm, up. We mm-hmm. don't want to admit that we wrong and we don't want to admit that we messed up. So we're right. going to keep on covering, keep on covering. At this you. point, they've even found out who they think the real killer was and has some evidence on it. Mm-hmm. But every time they try to get that to the court, this main same guy who mm-hmm. has a lot of power is mm-hmm. like, no. Because he was there in the beginning. Yeah. You know? So it's just, you got to watch it. I cannot give it away. You got to watch, watch, watch it. And the second season is everything because he gets a new attorney. Don't tell him. And Oh, sorry. And she's amazing. So when you watch it, you will understand what I'm saying. She like death, but she The guy's name was Stephen Avery. And the first season of the show was filmed over 10 years. It took them 10 years to film that one season? That first season. Because they Ooh. had to get all 
of this evidence. They had to get all of these things because he went to jail a while ago. A while, while, while ago. So that is amazing. And that just the way that they have filmed it, though. And when I say I love the film, I mean, I'm talking about the shots, the way they put the story together, Mm -hmm. the way they chose what they chose. Very well. But I want to say that people, even though I believe this, when you're watching these documentaries, you have to watch because what is not there is just as important as what is. Right. So they're showing you what they want to show you to push their message. It's like when somebody wear wigs. So when you think about the fact that they're sitting there watching people and people's mom just sitting in the room, mm-hmm. what do you think in real life is happening? Like if we were doing this right now and mm-hmm. somebody just randomly come and just put the camera. Mm-hmm. One thing that has always been an argument with documentary is no matter what, even if you're trying not to, something changes when a camera's in the room. Mm-hmm. You might not say what you were going to say, even if you're saying that you are. Mm-hmm. So that has always been the argument mm-hmm. of are the these presence really of real? the camera is altering yeah. the assumed reality, assumed reality in some no. kind of way. But that's why I like the observational ones, because you don't talk to the person. So they're just watching, even though it's still changing something. But there is no way. We're hoping there that are some diminished. documentaries where the filmmaker, as a filmmaker, if I'm recording you and Brandon, I would say, OK, now I want you guys to uh, sing a song you used to sing when you were kids. Of course. Right. Right. And then see what goes from that. You right. Know? But anyway, but my two other um, honorable mentions that come from that is Planet Earth. Oh, that's a beautiful documentary. And it's because of David Attenborough. I want to meet him. I know he's getting old, but he's like my hero. I used to watch those, and my dad would make me watch it with him. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to back then, but now I love it. (laughs) And we would sit and watch, and I would just hear David Attenborough. You need to see if he'll do your voicemail message for you. I want to. I'll do it. I'll ask him. And then my last one is Explained. It's new to Netflix, and it it just explains random stuff. Oh, Explained. Explained. Oh, that's good. I like that one. It's only it's short, y'all. It's like 30 minutes an episode. You don't really have to feel like you invest in a whole lifetime. And that's it for me. Oh, my God. Thank you all so much for being with us on this episode. I love it. I hope you all really enjoyed this walk into an educational place tonight. Documentaries, y'all, sometimes they heavy. Okay? Sometimes they heavy. But they're done well. And I hope y'all got this knowledge that Marcellus uh, dropped on y'all today. Because he dropped some words on y'all. Okay? Whoever can remember the uh, eight to seven types of documentaries. Six. uh, Six. Put it on um, our social medias. And we're going to give you a prize. Okay? (laughs) See if y'all can list them. Anyway, mm-hmm. Kenneth, where can they find us? Y'all can find us on all the social media. Well, Marcellus, are we on all the social media platforms? Did you add us on the other ones we ain't been on? No. Okay. So we're on Instagram. We're yep. on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> we're on Twitter. Yep, I want y'all to know I'm always messing with Kenneth. He is. I am just bothering his life. He always is. You can find us at my fave podcast. You can find me everywhere at Marcellus underscore kid. Where can they find you, Ken? Ken Brown 79. And listen, we got so much coming. We love y'all. We thank you for listening. What episode is this? Oh, I was about to say something really nice. This is episode 16. Wow, you guys. We didn't earn sweet 16 today. Woo! Sweet 16. We got a Christmas episode coming up later. Maybe. And um, some really fun stuff next year. (laughs) Anyway, I want y'all to have a wonderful, wonderful December. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Hustle the pump.